You're listening to Explore to Inspire, a Puna podcast. For more than 30 years, Puna has been sailing the world's most remote shores, exploring the globe to promote education and the protection of our precious environment. This podcast provides a unique chance to hear the travel stories of passengers and crew as they share unforgettable memories of other cultures, biodiversity, and experiences that touch them profoundly. How do you prepare for your very first cruise experience? What hidden gems await in the Adriatic Sea? What small details will make your voyage so memorable? In this episode, come board Le Lirial to explore the Adriatic Sea. Venture into the picturesque landscapes of Montenegro and see them through the eyes of Fabrice, who is still moved by the Bay of Kotor and its legendary aura. I wasn't really sure what to expect in that cruise. It was Melissa, my partner, who surprised me with this as a gift for my birthday. I'd never been on a cruise before. We had dreamt of discovering Greece, Croatia, and the surrounding area for a while. We always try to be original when we plan holidays. We like to be open to surprises, to spontaneity. We can certainly say that the trip delivered on that score. Welcome on board. So we embarked in Athens during June. Um, we received a warm welcome from the hospitality manager as soon as we stepped on board. He asked us to wait a few moments before confirming that we'd been upgraded to a suit. Luck was already on our side. My first cruise couldn't have started any better. The suit was elegant. There was a living room, a spacious bathroom, two dressing rooms, and a long balcony. To add to the sense of luxury, there was a bottle of champagne uh, waiting for us along with a very nice basket of fruits. So we got our bearings and read the ship's logbook, which contained the itinerary for our cruise. Um, the excursions seemed interesting, but we decided to live this voyage one day at a time, avoiding planning everything in advance. We just wanted to be surprised um, and literally go with the flow. We stopped a few times around Greece before arriving in Montenegro. Um, we already had, seriously, like stars in our eyes. We'd wake up every morning asking ourselves, where are we now? I, I wonder where we are today. Every day was a marvel. But the stopover in the Bay of Kotor was the highlight of our voyage. It was an enchanting break that became the most memorable part of our holiday. Many other passengers had been praising the beauty of the bear earlier in the voyage, but we managed to avoid the temptation to look at pictures until we saw it with our own eyes. That day, we got up early, around, I'd say, 6 a.m., to watch the ship enter the bay. As we jumped out of bed, we decided to head towards the front of the ship to the observatory lounge so that we could enjoy the best view. When we arrived there, there was 
this soothing and majestic dawn lights. And it was perfectly quiet, as there were only maybe, I'd say, 20 people there. The atmosphere was very intimate, perfect for enjoying this precious moment. We grabbed a cappuccino from the lounge's bar and enjoyed it on a small outdoor terrace with a fleece over our shoulders and a stunning panoramic view. A serene sense of contentment descended on us. The sun was starting to rise. The landscape revealed itself gradually and we could start to see small houses at the edge of the water or in the hills. The atmosphere in the bay was totally different from the other stops and we immediately felt the unspoiled, almost mythical side of Qatar. And I don't say mythical lightly. I mean, this place is steeped in the legend of Our Lady of the Rock. There's a church on a small island in the middle of the straits. And there's a legend. According to this legend, two fishermen in the 15th century found a statue of the Virgin Mary on a rock. They decided to take it home, and afterwards, their brother, who was seriously ill, began to recover. With the help of other local residents, they began to build an island around the rock upon which they could build a church. Today, nobody knows what happened to the figure of the Virgin Mary, and touching the original piece of rock before making a wish is an obligatory experience when you visit. We did not deviate from this rule. When we arrived at the port of Qatar, the weather was quite cloudy. But one hour later, the sun started to shine, enhancing the colors of the surrounding seascape. The water was this incredible hue, deep green, like a lake. We'd seen in the distance a wall that surrounded the city. After disembarking, we strolled around the narrow and twisty lanes of Qatar. This medieval city is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and it made us feel like we were in another age. We started an ascent that led to the wall. It was a bit harder than we'd expected, some like... 1,500 steps, which is a lot. And we finally deserved the view. It was this incredible sight from the top of the climb. We could see our ship in the distance. It seemed even smaller from up there, and the church in the middle of the straits was, like, breathtaking. The descent was much easier, but just as memorable. At one point... I leaned against a small wall and I found a key. Uh, it must have been the magic of the place that inspired me in that moment, but I, <laughs> I handed it to my partner and I said, the key to my happiness is you. <laughs> it sounds a bit corny, I know, but she thought it was a very romantic gesture. The weather was fine in the afternoon and we decided to discover the whole bay on a small local boat. Once again, our intuition didn't fail us. After touching the famous rock earlier in the day, we now visited several small towns, each more charming than the other. We ended the afternoon by visiting one of the Blue Caves, 
the lights inside made the turquoise water sparkle. It was so beautiful. To round off this magical day, we joined the crew's goodbye evening. It's a custom on board Ponon ships and gives guests the chance to meet and thank the crew on the penultimate night of the voyage. Everyone was dressed up. The crew's director introduced them all one by one. I never thought that I would get so attached to some of the passengers and crew. They were so attentive and that really allowed us to completely switch off. The cruise ended in Venice on an equally romantic note as it was there that we made the big decision to move in together after the trip. Once home, we were already looking forward to having another similar experience soon. I discovered that the sea encourages a kind of meditative state. Everything is more intense. Oh, for the record, when we got the key to our apartment, Melissa kept the key I found in Kotor on her keyring as a symbol. You have just listened to Explore to Inspire, the Ponant podcast. To prolong this escape to remote and wondrous destinations, join our community of enthusiasts on the Ponant social networks or visit our blog eskills.ponant.com. We hope to see you soon to share more beautiful stories on our next podcast episode and on board our ships.